This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today, joined via Skype with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Ever wondered what you can do if your computer's running slow? Or how to fix that app that's just not working as expected? Or what can you do if your internet doesn't load websites very fast? Well, today we're going to discuss basic troubleshooting and how to fix common tech issues. To join our conversation, call 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today, joined via Skype with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Have you ever wondered what to do if your computer's running slow or how to fix that app that's just not working as expected? Or what to do if your internet doesn't load websites fast? Well, today we're going to discuss basic troubleshooting and how to fix common tech issues. Now, you can join our conversation today by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing well, Michelle. How are you today? Wow, look at that deep voice. You sound like you do radio. I, I Sometimes. <laughs> uh, usually on Wednesdays around 10 in the morning. <laughs> oh, by the way, we're doing it right now. All right. Yeah. So uh, we, uh, we, got, uh, we got tech news. We do. Um, we do. Yeah. Um, I, I got some big news from Sony. Um, yeah. You probably don't remember this, but a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about how there was a lot of pressure on them to allow cross-platform gaming, which means people yeah. on Xbox you playing with people on PS4 mm-hmm. and uh, people on the computer as well. Uh, so Sony is now beta testing this with Fortnite, where they are going to allow some cross-platform play and see how it goes. This is huge. Um, they've... They have been completely stonewalling this uh, for a very long time. So to see them finally caving to it is uh, it's a big deal. Um, so we'll see how it goes because this means that there are many other games that could be supported in the future. And you won't have to go out and buy an Xbox if you want to play with your Xbox friends, potentially. Hey, Jeremy, this is Java. Um, why do you think they were stonewalling? Because I, I this is my first time hearing of the news. And this is like monumental if you can cross-platform yeah. uh, online play like this is a big big thing um i would say that probably the reason that they uh they were holding out on it was because their console sales have been the best um especially compared to xbox they're they're doing very very well so they didn't want to uh seemingly give up some of that market to allow other players but now they're they're opening their minds to it so yeah, I, I agree. This is huge. Yeah, that, right. that makes sense. I understand that. But that's, this is going to be, La Michelle, for people who play games, this is like <laughs> yeah, some Yeah, I'm sitting here going news. like, okay. <laughs> but you know what? I have some tech news that you and Jeremy probably are going to be like, really? Okay. But this is my tech news. Amazon will sell, ship, and ship fresh Christmas trees this holiday season. Yay! Where are my hands? Uh, Where are my claps? I need uh, my... I don't know. I mean, that... Is that more of like news for the Gestalt Gardener? I can't believe him. Okay, now listen, Amazon plans to sell and ship fresh full-size Christmas trees this year. Um, But, you know, a lot of people are saying, how? How are they going to do that? Amazon, I'm doing fresh trees. Will it take away from the stores? Will it take away from the, um, 
tree farms? Will it take away? Oh, no, no, no. I actually, uh, Jason and I were talking about this story a couple of weeks ago. And my thing is, I still like the experience. I'm a Christmas person. I love Christmas. I was born in December. So I enjoy the experience of Christmas shopping. I am not the one that sits behind the desk and does my Christmas shopping in 30 minutes and I'm done. I That just takes away from it at all, just the whole experience. So I like to go to the stores. I like the hustle and bustle. I like to find a parking space and all. But I actually like enjoying uh, looking for a Christmas tree. So personally, hey, would Michelle, I... Mm-hmm. Do you also like uh, sitting at the uh, stove waiting like 20 minutes for your grits, or do you go grab like a packet of instant grits when you're in a hurry? Guess what? Or do you like grits? Guess what? I love grits, and you're going to be surprised with my answer. I don't like instant grits or instant oatmeal. I that take, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I take 30 minutes or more, and I sit and I stir it over a gas stove. Uh, seriously. I, yes, it's got to be gas. Got to be if gas. It's electric. It's, those grits aren't happening. No, electric doesn't cook anything. <laughs> Electricity doesn't cook anything. No, I'm just joking. But uh, I actually do. I don't know what is it my mind, but I like to uh, get the oatmeal, the real oatmeal. I get the real grits. I don't like anything instant. It just takes away from the uh, flavor to me. But okay, you know, so I and that's exactly why Amazon is not marketing this to you. They're looking for the instant grit people. <laughs> Well, or the people who you can go online and have you, do you do pre-lit or you do, uh, you put your uh, lights on your tree? I keep it pretty simple. I, I actually, I, I put the lights on the tree, but that's because I accidentally bought the one that wasn't pre-lit. <laughs> accidentally. Well, believe it or not, <laughs> I actually bought a pre-lit years ago. And once you go pre-lit, you never go back. You do not. Uh, mm-hmm. Pre-lit trees. And I don't know who strategically took the time to put each light in the tree perfectly, but that person needs kudos because they did it. And you can stand back. You can plug up your pre-lit tree without anything on it and stand back and just, I'm in awe how beautiful the lights are positioned in the tree. So I love pre-lit. I am a pre-lit girl, but I still like decorating. And I like to go, you know, to the store and look for a tree. But uh, the real trees, I did real trees, live trees, two years in a row, and the pine needles all over the floor. I just couldn't deal with it. How about you? Um, I, I also go for a fake tree. I do like the smell of a real one, though. So Me when too. I go in somebody's house where they can, where they have the patience to deal with that, I'm like, <laughs> that's very nice. Okay, I'm going back home to my fake tree now, where I can just throw it back in a box when I'm done. True, because the cleanup, and I'm I'm not saying even after Christmas. I'm talking about during the entire month of December. All you're doing is sweeping up pine needles. And don't hardwood or rug. It's a it's don't, a hassle, but you know. Don't forget, you got to water the tree too. Yeah, it smells good. <laughs> Someone's good. producing in my ear. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I actually have another tech story. Uh, Amazon uh, adds Hindi language options um, as it tries to expand to India in India, which is a great idea, and maybe that'll be the bandwagon for other uh, languages as well. How do you so feel about that? Up until that? this time, they were only available in English. So now they're reaching uh, half a billion people who speak Hindi. That seems like a good move. It is. It is. Like I said, you think this will start a trend and they'll just start doing other languages? Oh, a- absolutely. All right. All right. All right. Well, we're going to take our first break. But when we return, we're going to discuss common computer problems. Now, if you're having computer issues and can't seem to figure them out, give us a call at 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Our experts are standing by ready to help. This is Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people, only on MPB Think Radio. business requires smart decisions every day make a good decision for your company today and reach mpb listeners through mpb program underwriting 
For more information, go to mpbonline.org/underwriting. Decision 2018, the Mississippi U.S. Senate debate. Candidates in Mississippi's U.S. Senate special election meet face-to-face, debating the critical issues as they compete to fill the seat of former Senator Thad Cochran. Live from the campus of Millsaps College in Jackson, Decision 2018, the Mississippi U.S. Senate debate. Thursday, October 4th at 7 p.m., exclusively on MPB Television, MPB Think Radio, and streaming on YouTube. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm Michelle McAdoo, joined today via Skype with our tech expert, Jeremy Thompson. And today, we're talking about basic troubleshooting and fixing common tech issues. Now, to join our conversation, the number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.com. Dot org. So, Jeremy, computer issues, tech issues, troubleshooting. Everyone has problems with tech, correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> everybody listening to this show goes, well, duh. And actually, unfortunately, and fortunately for you, but that's what keeps you in business, <laughs> basically, right? The issues, well, the uh, setting up or... Mostly, yes. Uh, also, a lack of understanding of these things uh, keeps me in business. Uh, reading the manual keeps me in business. I, I, I'm not trying to be silly or, or cute here. Um, literally, sometimes all I do is just read the manual, and other people just say, I can't fool with that. So uh, one good way to help yourself with common issues is get familiar with your device. Read the manual. Find out how it really works. I like that. Pick up the manual and go through it, just like you're reading a newspaper or anything else. Sit down and get familiar with what you purchased, a new phone, yeah. a new computer, laptop, anything, correct? Should Anytime you get a new piece of technology, you should be able to dedicate a little bit of time to figuring, how, figuring out how it works. But the way it happens in our life of hustle and bustle, we get a device, we pull it out of the box, we start, you know, putting some stuff on it, and the phone rings, and baby starts crying, and the dogs need to be walked. You got to go to work, and you know, there's just too much going on. So we don't block off enough time to really familiarize ourselves with these things, but we need to. So you know, getting a new device is like uh, taking on a, a new subject in school. It, it's going to require some study. It's going to require probably some note taking and definitely some repetition. Right. It's kind of funny, uh, Jeremy, how and Michelle, how everybody always wants the latest and greatest. I mean, the Apple just came out with the new phones, but everybody's going to get their iPhone and do exactly the same thing they did with their last iPhone. <laughs> I mean, you want yes. the you want the new and you want the best, but you're going to continue those same functions, run those same apps, the same way you did. It's just on a newer a newer device. <laughs> it's right. funny and like see- that. And it's like a lot of people look at that kind of like a burden, like, ah, I've got to learn how to new- use this new thing. Mm-hmm. For me, that's that's when I thrive, man, because I just uh, I've, I've had the uh, the Galaxy Note 9 for about a month now mm-hmm. and I've never had a note. So like learning to play with the S Pen and all that, it, it took a little figuring. I had I, I had to get frustrated with it to figure out how to actually use it. But that's that's the difference between me and a lot of people. I, I, I like to tinker with it. Most people just want it to work the way that the old one did, and it probably will for the most part. True. Well, let's talk about addressing common computer issues first. We're going to actually talk about phones later on in the show. But when you have a computer, what's the first thing you should do if it's not working right? Okay, so um, everybody, uh, well, most people have probably heard us uh, say it uh, time and time again on the show that uh, if you turn it off and you turn it back on, uh, that will usually fix any kind of um, uh, seemingly random issues that you may be having. Um, it, usually if your computer is, is sluggish um, and it's not usually, that will probably fix the issue. Can you tell us uh, why? Why turning turning a device on and off why does this really work so much 
Uh, you know, technologists are still baffled to this day as to why this phenomenon actually works. We think it's magic. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, what you have uh, as far as the memory inside a computer and your phone and your tablet um, and many other devices is called volatile memory. And what that means is that that memory only stores information while the device is on. So when you restart it, reboot it, or shut it down, you give it a moment to lose the, uh, the charge that is uh, in that memory, the, the information that's stored there. You give it a moment to clear that out so that the computer or the, other, the device can come up fresh and clean using all of that memory with, with none of the uh, potentially corrupted information uh, in store. But this also works with um, um, just electronic issues in general, and that's because uh, the circuitry inside your devices, uh, electrons need to be uh, drained out of it. Um, so uh, uh, when a lot of people, you know, they'll turn it off and they'll turn it back on again. But um, a lot of times we get, say, a laptop or something in the shop that won't boot. Um, we'll actually pull the battery out of it and then we'll hold the power button down for about 60 seconds. And what that does is that actually drains the capacitors and all that uh, in that laptop, allowing it to completely discharge. So it doesn't just work with memory. Uh, it works with most electronics. So today, everyone, we're talking about how you can actually troubleshoot your own devices, your computer at home. You ne don't necessarily have to call the Geek Squad in. You can actually listen to this show today and find Ooh. out how you can troubleshoot and fix those common tech issues. Now, if you have any common tech issues or any troubleshooting issues you're dealing with right now, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 for. Now, Jeremy, what about that slow computer, that computer that's running so slow it makes you upset? It's just like, ah, just like road rage almost when you're driving. How can you fix those issues? I can hear some past repression there. I think uh, I think I may need to be a different kind of doctor for you, Michelle. Um, when it comes to a slow computer, uh, one that's cluttered up, um, chances are you've got a lot of programs on there that are running because every time you go and you install a new program on your computer, that program wants to be uh, activated as soon as you turn your computer on. So as soon as Windows boots, you've got all these different programs that are starting up with the computer. So you get a slow boot time, and then your computer runs slower because a lot of that memory that we were talking about is now taken up by programs that you're not even actually wanting to run. Mm. So they're all fighting for, you know, for attention, if you say. Yeah, yeah that. <laughs> um, and also, of course, uh, the hardware that you're running on uh, can play a major factor as well. Um, you know, uh, some of us have machines that have lots of memory and can run lots of programs, and they mm. do so seamlessly. But if you try to do that same thing on an older uh, computer, it would struggle at the task because it just doesn't have enough memory nor processing capability to do it. But when we talk about a slow computer, that means at one point our computer was responsive. Right. So uh, the hardware itself is more than capable of delivering at a speed that we're used to. So if it's performing at a speed that we're not used to, it, it's got to be some programs that need to be cleaned up. Um, it could potentially be a virus or something, although viruses are usually a lot, um, shall I say, louder because they will have pop-ups. They will have um, other programs coming up saying you've got 8 billion viruses on your computer. Click here to remove them and mm -hmm. so forth. Um, if you're just noticing uh, general slowdown on your computer, Wilson, I always recommend CCleaner because it's a program that will go in and it will clean up your temporary files and uh, it will help you uh, clean up a lot of the clutter on your computer, and it will do it mostly automatically, and um, it, 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 it's, it's a very non-abrasive uh, program. It's not likely that you'll mess something up by running CCleaner. So it's a good uh, routine maintenance-type program to run on your computer. Okay. How often would, do you need to, even say if I had a computer and it, it wasn't going slow, but do you recommend doing the seat cleaner uh, maybe twice a year or three times, something like that? Is there a regimen for that? I would say probably once or twice a month would be oh. a better time to run it. Um, it just kind of depends. If you notice that your computer is already slow, it's definitely time to run it. 
Uh, and the program itself does have automatic mechanisms that will tell you when it's time to clean up your computer. Although I've noticed that pretty much any time I click on anything, it's time to clean up my computer. So I turn most of that stuff off. Now I have a question about uh, corporate computers, corp, you know, offices, especially up here. Sure. How do you? How mm-hmm. does a company just let's say like ours, uh, if computers are running slow, we all have computers in our in our offices. If our computers are running slow, what can our IT department do to uh, fix that problem? Um, usually, when uh, it, when an entire uh, business is uh, suffering from slow machines, it's probably because the hardware is somewhat limited. So um, uh, in their case, they're probably praying for a better budget so they can get you better machines that aren't slow. Oh, okay. So it's not just, oh, what if it was just one person's computer in their office that was acting slow? Would that be separate and couldn't they clean that up? Uh, You would have to call your IT guy to Mm -hmm. do that for you most likely. Uh, In most companies... Um, you you don't want to attempt to clean up your own computer. There's probably, I hope, uh, somebody working there that can do that for you. And it's a good idea because a lot of companies have administrator passwords and you've got um, domains and different uh, mm-hmm. policies and things that can interfere with, uh, say, your ability or the end user's ability to uh, to clean up their computer. So I would definitely recommend contacting the IT department. And maybe a little prayer on your part mm-hmm. might help as well. That's what I wanted you to get out because I know a lot of people listening have computers at work that may not be working right. But you don't recommend doing that um, on their own. Go to your ID, IT department and uh, start there. But in your own personal computer at home, you can do the uh, clean the clutter. So what about this power? It just say you can call Comcast and um first thing they tell you is to turn it on, turn it off. And you're like, oh, my God, I've tried that. Or sometimes when you're at your computer, even here at work, your foot can actually hit the power strip and turn your computer off. But you don't even know that. And you've done it. And you think, oh, my God, my computer has crashed. Actually, you guys recommend making sure the power is connected. Yes, definitely. Um, Before you call your computer guy, check and make sure that it's plugged into the wall and that it's on and that all the lights are coming on. Um, whenever I do troubleshooting in an environment that I didn't set up and I know nothing about, um, I always look for some kind of information. So, um, for example, I was at Lowe's recently doing some IT work for them and I went to uh, the paint department. The guy was like, my computer's not working. And so, um, or his, his printer wasn't working. And so I, I went through, and like I said, I didn't set this up, so I don't know anything about this uh, this particular area, but I just follow wires. So I go to the back of the printer, and I follow the wire that uh, plugs it into uh, the wall, and I make sure that's plugged in, and then I follow the other wire, which is plugging it into its network connection, and I look to the box where that's, uh, where that's running to, and there are no lights on. There's no indication whatsoever, and so I go, okay. All right, now I've got a point of failure. Now I have some physical feedback that will tell me what is going on. So after that, I started looking for uh, another plug that was um, it was kind of interesting. It was plugged in, but it was one of those uh, plugs where it's uh, adaptable to different types of plugs around the world. Mm-hmm. And somehow uh, somebody had pushed it, and it had just slid off of its little uh, little piece there that it came on, and it, I just knocked it back on there and came back on. So always follow your wires. Always try to look for some visual feedback. You will get a power light. You will hear something turning on, a fan or something when you, when you hit the power button. So, something should happen. So if nothing does happen, then check and make sure that everything is plugged in. Always check your connections and make sure they're nice and tight and that all, all your switches are on the one. The zero indicates that it is off. Tell me, can you tell me one of the, without giving names, can you give me one of your funniest, funniest issues that you've had where it was actually, it just wasn't plugged up? <laughs> you know, I, it's funny because you think there's only like one or two. Um, <laughs> I've had that happen a lot, actually, um, or, or or restarting a computer and, and fixing an issue for somebody. Um, it, it's more common than you think. 
And it's mainly because when we are uh, plugging these things up, again, the hustle and bustle of daily life, we just find a plug and we get it in there and we get back on the Internet and we start doing whatever it is we were trying to do. You need to make sure that your wires are secured. You need to make sure that your, your strips are, are properly oriented and that everything can fit. Um, usually what I find is a lot of people are trying to plug too many things in uh, and sometimes they don't even look at how they plug it in so you've actually got like one of those two prong plugs that's halfway in the port mm -hmm. i mean that's a good reason why it wouldn't work is it you know it was only it, it wasn't able to complete its circuit so just just studying uh the environment that these things are in and, and making sure that everything can can be properly set up I, i've seen so many different wiring closets and things where modems were literally dangling by their wires <laughs> and you know you think this is not common but this is incredibly common and it's because people just get it set up and then they go back to doing things <laughs> uh, definitely you know try to put some zip ties in there try to make sure that it's not dangling from yeah. the ceiling um just some some basic things like that you know it, you would think that most people will go oh well it's dangling from the ceiling maybe maybe a wire is loose but no i've gone in there and and you know resecured some wires and then made sure it wasn't just hanging from the ceiling and and problem solved but that's why you make the big bucks cuz you know a person like me i i would need you to come to the house and make me feel very secure and just know that everything's working right and it could be a plug <laughs> so when you call comcast sometimes they say um can you go to the back of your modem now is it plugged up can you follow the cord and i'm like screaming of course it's plugged up and then you say oh it it wasn't plugged up thank you <laughs> you feel like oh and, my god i'm crazy and when it comes to a device like your modem You've got um, you have multiple wires that could be going into it. Um, you've got the coax, which you need to make sure is nice and tight. Make sure it's screwed in really tight on the back there. It does not need to have any wiggle room at all. Um, you want to make sure that your power cord is securely plugged in. And then any Ethernet cables are also plugged in where they need to be nice and tight. And again, feedback. Um, on the back of those modems, the cables that are plugged into them have little bitty yellow and green lights that will indicate when they are sending and receiving data. If you don't see those lights coming on, then um, either the if the modem is plugged in and everything, then your other device may not be communicating. Oh, so, so that's how you can tell what the problem or where the source of the problem is, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Like I said, there's always there's always some kind of visual feedback. You just have to you have to look for it. And a lot of times of course you do have to know what to look for, but with most of our electronics, there's usually some kind of bright indicator light that will tell you something all right so what about google um googling issues is do you think that's a good thing to do yes absolutely uh, i will tell you right now google is the tool that i use the most because when i get stumped with a software problem rather than try to go through years of troubleshooting and experience doing this and that i can cut through the chaff I can get right to Google and put in my problem, and there's somebody who's already fixed it with step-by-step -step instructions. Okay. So we're going to take our uh, next break, but when we get back, we're going to continue talking about troubleshooting common tech issues, and we're going to talk about common phone issues. What are some phone issues that you've been having? Have you ever got your phone soaking wet, or do you have problems keeping your phone charged? Well, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 And we're going to get to Linda in Port Gibson as well when we come back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Tech only on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Whether traveling through Oxford or Tupelo, stuck in traffic in Jackson or Meridian, or cruising along the coast in Biloxi or Ocean Springs, MPB goes with listeners wherever they go. Your company's message can go along, too. Go to mpbonline.org underwriting to find out how. 
On Creature Comforts, we talk about Mississippi's abundant wildlife with Libby Hartfield, retired director of the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science, and a special guest each week. Also, Dr. Troy Major is on hand to answer questions about your pets. I'm Kevin Farrell. Join us Thursday mornings at 9 with a repeat broadcast Saturday mornings at 6 for Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with our tech expert via Skype, Jeremy Thompson. Now, if you're just joining us, today our topic is basic troubleshooting and fixing common tech issues. Now, if you want to be a part of the show, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can always email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. All right, now we'll get back to troubleshooting in just a minute. But first, it's time for a moment in tech history. Now, on September 26, 1973, the year I was born, the supersonic aircraft Concorde makes its first nonstop Atlantic crossing and sets a new speed record in the process, flying from Washington, D.C. to Paris, France in three hours and 32 minutes at an average speed of, get this, 954 miles per hour. Hour. The Concord, Incredible. Yes. The Concorde cut the old speed record in half. Now, that happened in um, 1973, September 26. Now, I brought a friend in with me, Kevin Farrell. Good morning. Hi. So, Kevin, we're talking about uh, troubleshooting common tech issues. And this segment, we're talking about addressing common phone issues. Now, this morning, you and I were talking in the hall. So explain to Jeremy what your issue was. Um, uh, actually I've had, uh, an issue with, uh, my battery, uh, not lasting, uh, last, uh, week or so. It seems like I've had to, uh, every time I see a, a, a USB port, uh, p- plug it in, just keep the phone charging. Uh, and so, um, I'm taking advantage, you know, Apple had that big, uh, p- PR nightmare, uh, when mm-hmm. people were accusing them of, so I'm, I'm taking advantage of the, uh, discounted battery. So, uh, is that like maybe the first thing to think about if you if you think your phone's not holding a charge well? Yes, uh, but also I have to make sure that um, everybody understands charging issues can not only come from your battery going out, but also the quality of the charger that you use. So are you making sure that you're using Apple-rated uh, stuff where it says uh, it's got the made-for iPhone rating on it? Uh, I think, well, see, that's the other thing. I've got a number of different cords and things. I think the plug that I use for primary charging is actually an Apple product. The wall wart thing that plugs into the wall, I think I got at CVS, so I'm not sure. Uh, okay. but what, what to look for, it would be something on the, on the product itself that says, you know, good to use for iPhone. It's going to say made for iPhone. It's actually called their MFI rating. And so here's the here's the biggest deal with that, Kevin. Um, when you get a charger from CVS, it is cheaply made. Uh, the quality control on it is not very good, and it doesn't have the uh, the exact voltage and amperage requirements that Apple needs for your iPhone. When you have an iPhone, all of that capability is in that little charging block that you get from uh, Apple or from the uh, the drugstore or whatever. When you have an Android phone, all of that capability is inside the device itself. So mm-hmm. it's less risky when you do it with an Android device, but when you do it with an Apple device, you're cutting out one of the core components for charging that phone. And what that will do over time is it will destroy another core component in your logic board, and you will have to either have your uh, device uh, repaired um, by micro-soldering, or you'll just have to get a new device, which is what most people do. Uh, what about would it be better than to use a cable and recharge via a USB port on a computer? That is going to charge uh, slower, most mm-hmm. likely. Uh, that is mostly safe, but again, I, I really wouldn't recommend charging your phone that way. I would use a rated wall adapter and the uh, cable as well. Okay. Thank you. That I learned a lot there, too. So we talk about this on the show a lot, how Apple kind of corners the market on their accessories. Uh, they actually make it to where 
it's not good to use anything but Apple products with their phones, correct? That is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, the uh, the amperage and the voltage are, are very important, and they have to be consistent. If if the uh, the charger is cheap, it may not be able to consistently provide what that phone needs, and that will damage it over time. And another question, uh, and this is not necessarily related to the battery performance, but sometimes it seems like the touchscreen ability of my phone does not respond very well. In other words, you know, trying to uh, hit a link or something, and I keep pressing, 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 and nothing ever seems to happen. Is that a thing maybe that the phone, it's a 6 Plus, so it's several years old. Is this just maybe the phone beginning to wear out? Have you ever had your screen replaced before, Kevin? No. Okay, all right. So you've got the factory screen on there, and you have a 6 Plus. Um, The 6 Plus had a special issue called the Touch IC disease. Uh And um, what happened with that, uh, it was a defect in the logic boards that Apple had manufactured. Um, They didn't uh, pad the bottom of the uh, integrated circuits, so they were able to slip up out of the board. And what happens is, um, as your phone is used over time, um, it does get a slight bend on it. Um, And um, those those ICs begin to push up out of that board. Um, that is a very difficult problem to repair, and given the age of your phone, if it does suffer from that issue, I would say it is time to move on to a new phone. Um, in addition to that, the Touch IC disease had um, one very characteristic thing that it would do. At the top of your screen, have you ever seen a white line appear randomly? No. Okay. Um, so at this point, if, if that is the issue with your phone, um, you can take it and lightly slap it in the palm of your hand, just flat. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you notice that that helps your touch sensitivity come back to your screen, I'm going to say that's almost definitely your problem. If you start noticing that white bar creeping up at the top, that is most definitely your problem. So it sounds like I should start uh, shopping for a new phone. (laughs) Yes, uh, sadly, um, in in the in the newer versions of the iPhone, they fixed that issue with the integrated circuits, but they never did uh, make good on any kind of recalls or anything for those phones. At least, not to my knowledge. All right. Well, we're gonna go to Linda in Port Gibson. She's been on hold, patient, waiting patiently. You have a hey. Good morning, Linda. Hi. Hi. How you doing this morning? I'm okay. I'm having a problem with my laptop. Um, it just hangs up, and uh, I do a Control-Alt-Delete to bring up the task manager, mm-hmm. and uh, nothing's in it, really. And okay. I don't, I don't know if there's uh, other uh, programs running or if I should do a defrag or, or what. It just hangs up. So, Linda, how old is your computer? Oh, uh, it's, right, so, it's 10 how, years how, old. 10 years old? Okay. So um, when was the last time that you had it serviced or had Windows reinstalled on it? Oh, I had Windows. Uh, I had it serviced back in June. Okay. And uh, did they replace any components or reinstall the operating system? All it did was reinstall uh, Windows 10. Okay. All right. So if you're running. Now, um, when they reinstalled Windows 10 and you got it back, was it running okay? Was it satisfactory? I was still kind of running slow, yes. But, uh, yeah. So um, the issue here is that your hardware, uh, you said it's about 10 years old. That is. that's a that's a little aged for Windows 10 to be running. I'm not saying that it can't because obviously they were able to get it installed for you, but that doesn't mean that your system won't struggle. So what you've got to do is make sure that um, when your uh, when your computer is booting up, the programs that start up with it are very minimal because you uh, likely don't have a lot of memory, and that's one of the issues that you're encountering. Now, it could be. Um, another issue that uh, we run into a lot, when a computer starts hanging up, uh, people think that it's, it's getting slow when actually you're having an issue with the memory in it. Ten years is uh, a pretty good shelf life for a laptop especially. 
um, it's possible that some of the memory modules in your computer need to be replaced by, because they could be having uh, issues. They may be faulty. Okay. Okay. Um, well, doing a defrag won't help or any? Uh, doing a defrag may help. But like I said, if, if it's just the, uh, the limitations of the hardware, a defrag is not going to assist you much, especially because you had it serviced in June. That was only three months ago. So uh, there hasn't even been that much fragmentation on that disk uh, to occur. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for answering my question. Uh, Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. I just need to know what program should be running when you reboot your Well, computer. that is really difficult to say because based on uh, what uh, you install, uh, it can vary quite a lot, but uh, usually your virus protection needs to be the only thing that uh, you would want to come up, uh, unless there are specific programs that you've installed to, to do that. But like I said earlier, uh, when you install these programs, they usually want to prioritize themselves to boot up with your computer. Um, you're running Windows 10, so I can um, I can offer you some assistance on uh, seeing what your startup programs are. If you will hit uh, Control, Shift, and Escape, that will bring up your Task Manager. And then you would go to the Startup tab. And then there you can see the programs that are actually enabled to boot up with your computer. So if you go through and you disable the ones that you do not want to come on, that should help with the speed of it booting up. But uh, I wouldn't disable Windows Defender, and I would make sure that I didn't disable my virus protection. Okay. Thank you, Thank Linda. Thank you so much for answering my question. Absolutely. Thanks so, so much for calling in. That's what this show is about. If you have any troubleshooting issues or any concerns or tech issues, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 1-877-672-7464. We're going to come back and go to Ocean Springs and Hickory, Mississippi, and speak with Steve and Greg. So get those questions ready. We're coming back with MPB Think Radio. MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org underwriting for more information. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Jeremy Thompson via Skype. Now, today, we're helping you take the first steps to solve your tech problems. There's still time to reach us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 and online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, we're going to go back to the phone lines and move to Ocean Springs, Mississippi, and speak with Steve. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Hi, um... I think that an answer to the guy that was having problems with his iPhone charging, <clears throat> um, there, there are a couple other things that should be touched on. Uh, one was the, uh, actually two parts to this, the things that he's doing on the phone. Because the, uh, you know, I found that even though, even though I get it 100% charged, a lot of times it, it discharges really quickly. And it turns out that... <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> so, um, making sure that you hit that home button twice and closing all the apps that that you're not using, 
makes a big difference in how much battery drain takes place. Uh, and another thing that really drains the battery for me was the uh, Bluetooth and the, and the Wi-Fi. So if, you, if you're moving around a bit and it's having to constantly search for those things and you don't really need them, you can extend your battery uh, a lot by just going to settings and turning those off until you, you absolutely need them. So, um, you know, you, the Apple equipment charger may help him charge faster. He has to wait less time for it to get to 100%, but once it's at 100%, then you need to look at the, the battery itself and, uh, and then the applications that are running that are draining the battery. He said something, the guy at the caller said something about a discount for, for battery replacement. Uh, I wasn't aware of that. I have a very old phone, so I'm curious uh, if he could talk a little bit about that. So that replacement only applied to the iPhone 6, I believe it was, because they were uh, throttling the phone's capabilities uh, because of the newer iOS, and they said it was due to the battery. So they were offering a battery replacement. Um, I totally agree with you as far as keeping your apps closed out, double-tapping your home button, closing out your programs, making sure that in your browser your, closed, your tabs are closed out. And also making sure that your Wi-Fi and your Bluetooth are not on uh, unnecessarily. Kevin, uh, he wasn't actually calling in. He's there at MPB. He's a pretty savvy user, so he usually stays on top of those things, which is why I went towards the battery and the charger that he was using. Right. Especially the fact that he said he was using a drugstore charger <laughs> uh, concerned me due to the fact that that will cause consistent issues. Oh. Um, he also said he was hopping from USB port to USB port, so he was kind of using just any old thing he could get his hands on, uh, which uh, is also just not good for the phone. But absolutely, in, in everyday practice, keeping your, uh, your services off and keeping your apps closed will definitely keep your battery life under control, as will keeping your screen brightness at a reasonable level. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, I kind of knew about the screen brightness, but you told me, Jeremy, about the apps and the Wi-Fi cut, cut it off when you're not using it. That will save your battery life as well. Well, thank you, Steve, from Ocean Springs. We're going to move quickly next to Hickory, Mississippi, and then on to Kenton. We're going to talk to Greg from Hickory. Good morning, Greg. Morning. How are you guys? Doing fine. All right. I have a problem. I'm not that computer literate, but um, I had bought a little tablet, six inch IV tablet, about four years ago from one of my grandkids, and it worked perfectly fine. But now I'm back using it again since my laptop down, and I cannot get secure connections anymore. Okay. Uh, what kind of tablet did you say this was? An iView. iView. Okay, that sounds like it's probably a generic Android tablet. It's probably right. running a really old version of Android, and uh, the apps are outdated. So, um, unfortunately, I would say it's time to, uh, if there is no update available for that tablet to bring it a little more current, it, it's time to go find uh, a different one, a newer okay. one. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Thank you all. Thank Absolutely. you, Greg, for calling in, and um, we're glad that we can help. We're going to move on to Canton, Mississippi, and speak with Mamie. Good morning, Mamie. Hi. Good morning. Hi. So can we help you with uh, something this morning? Well, I hope so. I've got one of those little um, antenna things that you buy anywhere, uh, and I plugged it into the TV in my bedroom and hung it up on the wall on the picture frame, and it has an excellent picture. I'm listening to you all now, and it's just perfect. But I cannot get 16. I can't get channel 16. I'm just here in Canton. Mm. Um, we love these TV questions because these are not really our uh, our level or area of expertise. Um, so is 16 a channel that is local there in Canton? Yeah, I can get 16 in the kitchen. And uh, what I did was I got rid of... Uh, a lot of uh, cable stuff. I have cable in two rooms, in the family room, and uh, the local channel 16 and 3 and my 29 and all those free channels. I don't pay anything for those, and I get them. And, and uh, in the room I'm in now, it's excellent, the picture and all, but I just can't get 16. So it's just 16 in a certain part of your house? Yeah, 
in this room, I can't get 16. I can get it in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah, I would say that uh, there's some kind of interference. Uh, you may want to try to move the antenna to a different place. Um, it, it, there's something definitely blocking that signal. I mean, if you can get it in one part of the house and you can't get it in another, there's either something in that wall or uh, uh-huh. the antenna's just not quite strong enough. So maybe just try moving it just a little bit closer. Uh-huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that. Uh, but these little stove-out antennas that you hook up, and you can get really free TV. Um, they really, I, I'm enjoying mine. I'm, I'm just get this 16 thing straightened out. All right. Well, Jeremy, uh, let's see. Do you have any other advice for uh, Miss Mamie? Um, other than just uh, try to adjust the uh, the antenna itself, uh, not really. I, I've struggled with those those digital antennas. And you can you can angle them two inches away from the wall and get different reception than when you let it sit flat. You're just going to have to play with the orientation until you can figure out one that works for you. All right. Well, thank you for your call, Miss Mamie. I hope that works for you. Well, before we get out of here, um, Jeremy, we have many people have phone um, issues. They have Internet issues. Uh, give me three top things that people need to actually look for in when they come to their when it comes to their tech and common issues and how to fix them yourself. Or start troubleshooting. Okay, so like we said before, we always want to make sure that it's plugged in. If it is already plugged in and it's having issues, just unplug it and give it about one minute to completely discharge and then plug it back in. Uh, From there, always look for your visual feedback, any kind of indicator lights. They're going to tell you when your connections are coming through or if nothing is coming through at all. Um, Make sure that your power switches are on. Remember, the, uh, the one indicates that it's on and the zero indicates that it is off. And always make sure that your connections are nice and snug. Those are always good things to check. If you're on a computer and you're having any issues at all, try restarting the computer. And then if that doesn't fix the issue, then pursue other methods of tech support. All right. And with your phone, you say, I like this, it's funny. But make sure it's not on do not disturb or call forwarding or airplane mode. Yes, and again, we've got visual indicators for those as well. There's weird little symbols that appear at the top of your phone, and if you're not used to seeing them, try Googling them. Exactly. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today and thank our board operator, Java Chapman, and our phone screener, Lori Thompson. Now, if you missed part of the show or want to hear past episodes, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org or subscribe to our podcast. For Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Get ready, because Dr. Jimmy's up next, ready to answer all of your medical questions on Southern Remedy. And join us next week for another episode of Everyday Tech at 10 a.m. only on MPB Think Radio.